Which things are called an interruption in the meal? If he was eating in one house and he interrupted his meal and went to a different house. Or he was eating and his friend called him to speak to him. And he went out to the doorway of his house and then returned. Since he changed his place, he needs to bench retroactively for that which he ate. Then he needs to make another and then complete his meal. If he spoke to him in the house, even though he changed his place from one corner to the other corner, he doesn't need to make to bench. Says If his intention was to eat in a different place, it's not called a change of place. As long as the two places were in the same house. If two friends sat down to eat, and they went out to greet a groom or bride. If there were some of the friends there that they left in place, then they can return to the place. So it's more than two friends. And they can complete the meal. They don't need to make another bracha. If there was nobody from the party left, if they leave, they need to bench retroactively. When they return, they need a new bracha to restart the meal. Similarly, if they were gathered, dining together to drink or to eat fruit, <laughs> anyone who changes their place, it's like they've interrupted their eating. Therefore, they need to uh, make the after bracha retroactively for that which they ate. And then they need to make a new bracha over which, that which they still uh, have yet to eat. One who changes this place from one corner to another corner in one house does not need to make another bracha. If he ate to the east of this fig tree, and then he went to eat at the west of it. Tzarech he needs to make a new bracha. Says Ramah. Some disagree with everything that's written in this chapter. They maintain that changing places only like uh, changing uh, or removing one's focus. And therefore, if he changed his place to a different place, he only needs to make a bracha before that which he still wants to eat. But he doesn't need to bench for that which he already ate because... He's removed his focus from that. And that's only if he didn't leave some friends sitting at the meal. And he ate of things that he didn't need a bracha in its place. If he left some friends, though, or even if he didn't leave any friends, but he went to eat part of the meal that was still... Uh, part that he needed to eat in that place. Even if it, he, it was things that he wanted to eat afterwards, he doesn't need to make a new bracha. Therefore, someone who stopped his meal went to another house, or he was eating, and his friend called him to speak with him, even to the entrance of his house or somewhere else. When he returns to the meal, he doesn't need to make a bracha. Because bread needs a bracha in its place, according to everyone. However, if he removes his focus when he returned then he definitely needs to uh, make a bracha of what, that which he's eating afterwards uh, so it's only if he took his mind off the meal and then it makes no difference whether he returned to the original place or he completed his meal in a different place this is the custom in these countries nevertheless in the first instance one shouldn't uproot oneself from one's place without benching because we're concerned that he might forget to come back and eat however for the purpose of a passing for example if the time of davening came it's permissible 
Yes, Mishem Hashem Hayah began. Some say that if he was in the garden, he wants to eat uh, fruit from each tree. Once he's made the bracha on one tree, he doesn't need to make on the others. And that's only though, if at the time he made the bracha, he had in mind to eat from the other trees. But from one garden to another garden, he needs to make a new bracha. Even if they are close. And even if... When he made the initial bracha, he had in mind all of them. If he ate bread in one place and then he went and ate in a different place, he only makes he only benches in the second place. As those who are going on a journey, they start eating in one place and then they stop and they bench in the place where they complete eating, uh, which is all in the case where he had that in mind to begin with. Some say that the seven species need an afterbracha in the place that you ate. And some say that it's only grains, says Ramav. Some say it's only bread. Somebody remembered in the middle of the meal that he didn't daven and he still had to daven. Even if there's not enough time to complete his meal and to daven, that he is obligated to now make an interruption meal, and he won't be able to complete his eating um, before he davens. Nevertheless, it's not considered an interruption. Someone who slept a temporary sleep in the middle of his meal, it's not considered an interruption. Similarly, if he interrupted with other op- optional permissible matters, like for example, he stopped to use the restroom and, all, and the like. If him, which matters are considered a loss of attention in the meal that you would need to go back and make a new bracha? If one completed one meal, and he washed my machrein, you can no longer eat or drink until you bench. And if he said, uh, let us bench, it's considered a removal of one's focus, and he can no longer drink unless you make a new bracha. And eating is like drinking according to the Rosh. According to Rabbeinu Yonah and the Ran, eating is different. Even though he removed his hand from eating anymore, even if they clear the table, if he wants to return to eating, he doesn't need to make a new bracha. For as long as he has not yet washed his hands, he has not completely removed himself from the eating. One who is reliant on the table of others. Even if he said, uh, let us bench, it's not considered a removal of focus until the balabas is the one to announce benching. If he didn't say, if he didn't begin the zimun, and he also didn't wash my machronim, once he's taken the cup to bench, that's considered removing one's focus. If someone enters his friend's house, and there are various groups, gatherings of people who are eating, and each one hands him a cup to drink from. Some say that you need to make for each separate one a because each one, it's like he's changed his mind. Hey, those who are called to eat in a householder's home uh, to eat various fruits, and they bring them one fruit after another, and they only need to make a bracha of the first. If he ate all foods, but he didn't eat salt. He drank various liquids, but he didn't drink water. During the day, one should be concerned about mouth odor. 
And at night, one should be concerned about uh, having a foul odor from one's mouth and uh, choking. And one who eats salt after his other eating, he shouldn't use his thumb to eat because it causes um, premature death of children. And he shouldn't use his uh, finger, his pinky, because it is it causes poverty. He shouldn't use his uh, first, his forefinger, because it causes demonic behavior. But he should use his longest finger and his uh, second to his ring finger. And see above why we don't, um, we're, we're not accustomed to have this eating of salt and drinking water after the meal. The laws of the crumbs of bread. One shouldn't remove the tablecloth and the bread until after benching. Anyone who doesn't leave some bread on the table will not see blessing, uh, a sign of blessing forever. You shouldn't bring a new loaf of bread and put it on the table. If he does so, it looks like he's doing it for idolatrous purposes. says says that they prepare for the deity a table. Gimel. Before you wash my macharenim, you have to clean up so that there are no crumbs left, which will become spoiled with the water of the washing. Even though you can get rid of crumbs that don't contain a kazai. Because we're concerned that maybe we'll have a waiter who is ignorant, because you're allowed to have an ignorant waiter, and he will leave crumbs that do have a kazayas, which are forbidden to, to destroy um, intentionally. Um, Therefore, you should clean it up first. Nowadays, we are not accustomed to do so because we do not remove the table. We wash our hands outside of the table in a place where there's no crumbs. We know we don't have any concern. Even though you can discard crumbs that don't contain crumbs, nevertheless, it is uh, bad for poverty. We're accustomed to cover the knives at the time of benching, and we're accustomed not to cover them on Shabbos and Yom Tov. The laws of Washing hands at the end of the meal is obligatory. The after waters we don't spill onto the ground, but into a utensil, because of the bad spirit that's resting on them. If he has no utensil, then he should wash onto small pieces of wood and the like. One shouldn't wash with hot water that you'll burn yourself. Because it can sting the hands. And it doesn't remove dirt. You only need to wash until the second joint of the fingers. Hey, one should lower one the ends of one's fingers uh, downwards in order that the dirt should descend. Vav, if there are many diners, if you have up to five, then you begin with the person who's leading benching. You begin with the smallest and you wash the way they're seated. And we don't honor one another in terms of order of washing until we come to the last five. And once there are five remaining who have not yet washed, we begin with the fellow who is leading benching. 
Some say that don't need to, you don't need to dry your hands. And according to the Rambam, you dry your hands and then you bench. Test. You can wash Maimachronim with any liquid. There are those who are accustomed not to wash Maimachronim. And even those who have that minig of not washing Maimachronim. Adam Shur Istanis, if there is a person who is a little finicky, and he would ordinarily wash his hands anyway after eating the meal, the today have a so for him the hands are considered dirty, and he needs to wash his hands before benching. The law of the cup for benching and that it shouldn't be defective. Some say that benching needs a cup of wine, even if it's an individual benching. And you need to seek it. And a person should not eat if he doesn't have a cup to bench over, if he expects that he will eventually have a even if he has to skip a meal. Therefore, if two people are eating together, each person needs a cup for their benching. And some say, however, you only need a cup of wine for a zimun of three. And some say you don't ever need a cup of wine, even if you have a zimun Nevertheless, the choicest way to do the mitzvah is to bench over a cup. The cup for benching is wine, specifically. And not any other liquid, even if he fixed his meal over them. And if there's no wine in that place, and beer or some other liquid is the chash of drink of the place, you can make the racha over them, except for water. And that which we have the custom in these parts, to make a bracha, to make a bench over beer, ain't limchos, you shouldn't protest. Because some say you don't need a cup at all. The main uh, drink of the country is beer, and people make their meals out of it. Even though there might be wine available in the city, it's not called available for this matter, because it's more expensive. It's impossible to purchase wine for every meal to make a bracha, to bench over. Nevertheless, the choicest way of doing the mitzvah is to bench over wine. And some are strict. When they bench as an individual over wine, they don't hold the cup in their hand. Rather, they place it on the table before them. And according to Kabbalah, this is an appropriate minag. We need to make sure that the wine isn't defective. If he drank from it already, he has made it defective. If he poured from it into his hand or into another utensil, that's no problem. And even if he drank from the jug or from a small barrel, that would make it defective. But if he drank from a big barrel, don't worry. Some say that even water that is defective, it's are invalid to mix uh, into the cup of benching wine. If the cups of those who were dining were defective, uh, we need to give some of the benching cup into them. And some say you don't need to. Hey, if you return wine of defective of a defective cup into the jug, 
The wine in the jug is kosher. Mishum become a bottle because little by little it becomes nullified as it's poured into the whole lot of kosher wine. You can fix up a defective cup by adding a little wine. And even by adding um, extra water, you could remedy it. In an urgent situation, you can make you can bench over a defective cup. One who is benching, how should he conduct himself with the cup of benching? The the cup of benching needs to be rinsed inside and wiped on the outside. And if it's clean and there's no leftover drink from previously, there's no concern. He should put the wine into it undiluted until he comes to the uh, bracha over the land, the second bracha of the benching, and then he can mix it with water to make it known the praise of the land. Says the Ramah, if the wine is not strong, he needn't dilute it. And this is Amidig in these countries. And he should take it out of the barrel for the sake of the bracha, the benching. And it appears that for us, that we don't have a lot of wine. He doesn't. He only needs to pour it out of the jug where we keep the wine for the sake of the blessing. And when it says barrel, it doesn't necessarily mean barrel. This is our custom in these countries. And the cup of benching, he should fill it up that it should be full up to its rim. One needs to seek a full cup. You pick it up with both hands. And when you begin to make the bracha, you take it in your right hand. And don't help it holding it with your left. And that's only that the left shouldn't also be touching the cup. But if you're placing the left hand under the right hand to help it, then it's permissible. Continues. And you lift it up from the um, surface. One tefach, one hand breath. Im hu yeshev al gavakar. If he's sitting on the ground, im hu meisav b'shulchan. If he's dining at the table, magbiyor mal shulchan tefach. Then he raises it from the table, one hand breath. Venosib einov shleisich daitoy, and he should focus his eyes on the cup so that he doesn't lose his attention. Says Ramav al kain in lochan kos shepivtzar. Therefore, we don't take a cup that has a narrow mouth. Shikaron gluklaz which is called the Gluklaz, Lavarchalav to Bencheva, continues Mchavim and he sends it over to his wife that she too should have some of this Kaishal Bracha. Hey, yes Iter. There's those that say that if the one leading benching is left handed, he holds it in his right hand, she'll smell Kalodan, which is everybody else's left. Once they've given him the cup to bench, the bencher shouldn't talk. And the other diners shouldn't chat once the person leading benching begins. Not only we needn't mention when he's making the bracha, they need to listen to and understand what the bencher is saying. Even between the brachas, they shouldn't talk. And if they transgressed and spoke between the separate brachas when he paused a little, they have still fulfilled their obligation to benching. Even if the person leading benching himself spoke, continues. But if they spoke while he was making the blessing, they have not fulfilled their benching.
It is fitting that every person who is dining should quietly uh, recite benching uh, alongside the person leading. And even the conclusion, the conclusions of each paragraph, the actual brachas themselves. And he should uh, speed up a little to conclude before the person leading benching. In order to answer, we only give the cup of blessing to someone who is generous. Regarding greeting someone during the middle of benching out of fear or honor, some say that the law is as strong as during one Shemona Esrei. One must sit when you are benching. Whether you were walking around in the house when you were eating, or you were standing up, or you were When it comes time for benching, you need to sit up in order to be able to focus better. You shouldn't even recline because that is haughty. But he should sit up in awe. Says Ramon, nearly did love Dafka Hamavarak. It would appear to me that that's not only the one leading the benching, but also all of those who are dining. Shouldn't sit there light in a light headed manner, but in a way of awe and reverence. But if he didn't do so, even if he benched walking, but uh, he he still fulfilled his obligation. Some say that also needs to be recited sitting down. If he was walking along the way and eating, he doesn't need to sit down to bench because he won't be able to focus because he's in the middle of going, he's in the middle of a journey. It's forbidden to bench if he's in the middle of working. To fix the bracha in the place of the meal. And how long one can wait to still bench if you didn't if you forgot and didn't yet bench one who ate in one place needs to bench before he leaves that place and if he left the place and didn't bench if it was intentionally he needs to go back to the place and bench however if he didn't if he made if he benched in the place that he remembered he still fulfilled his obligation says that's only according to Rosh who he maintains that even if you unintentionally left you need to go back to your place ideally if you did it intentionally if you intentionally left even post facto you have not fulfilled your obligation continues the Mechavim if it was unintentional, he should bench in the place he remembered. According to Rabbi Yonah and the Rosh, he should return to his place and bench. When we talking about when he doesn't have any more bread to eat, if he has more bread still to eat, then he should eat in the second place a little and bench. Uh, as long as he is not still hungry from the first eating. Gimel. And some say that all the seven species need a bracha afterwards in their place. And some say not only the five grains uh, that need to be in the place. If he ate and he can't remember whether he benched or not, he needs to bench out of doubt. Because it's a deraisa and we say suffolk deraisa luchumra. Hey, until when can he bench? Until the food in his tummy has has finished. 
How much is that? The amount of time it takes that he's no not yet hungry and he's still full from that eating. However, from the time he begins to get hungry again, even if it hasn't completely uh, decomposed in his stomach, we consider it as if it is completely being consumed. And the same thing goes for eating fruit and drinking wine. If he is not hungry or thirsty and uh, desirous of the fruits, then he can still make the afterbrahman. If he doesn't, can't figure out, estimate the amount of time it takes for the food to be consumed. The amount of food that you need to eat in order to need benching is a kazayas.